views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the guests and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the hosts and creators of this program. This is the Pet Buzz. This is the Pet Buzz. Freshly collected with news, celebrity pet gossip, and the latest pet trends. The Pet Buzz gives you the latest 411 on everything pet related. Everything pet related. Hosted by pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and Dr. Michael Fleck. And here's the Dynamic, Dynamic pet, pet Duo. This week on the Pet Buzz, we're exploring how and why pet owners should hire a professional pet sitter. Poop can be an indication of good or bad health. Learn how to examine your dog's poop. January is National Get Organized Month. A pro is going to help us organize our pet stuff. Let's find out how a dog got adopted after remaining in a shelter for 522 days. Good morning. I'm pet trendologist Charlotte Reed. And I'm veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. You're listening to the Pet Buzz, the ultimate in pet talk radio, where we want to help you take better care of your pets. We welcome our listeners who tune in each week from around the world. So now let's kick off the show. Let's start with some celebrity pet news. Okay, I don't know if you heard, but country singer Carrie Underwood gave birth to a baby boy on Monday, January 21st. I did hear that. Cute baby. I think his name is Jacob. But prior to the birth of her new baby, she added another four-legged family member to the mix. It seems Carrie's husband, Mike Fisher, he plays hockey, shared a picture of the newly adopted pooch on his Instagram feed. The puppy seems to be a German Shepherd that was adopted from Cedar Valley Canine in Tennessee, about 10 miles northwest of Nashville. So he will join the couple's other two dogs, Ace and Penny. Now check this out. The new dog, isn't he cute? Yes. Yes. With the one ear down. The new dog's name is Zero. What do you guys think of that? That's a loser name. No, it's not. I like it. Yeah. You know what? They just had a baby. Zero starting out at zero time. Come on. Get (laughs) with it. I don't get that. Zero time. I don't know. I think it's a loser name. Okay. What do you think, Nate? Oh, I like it. I think it's cool. See? Two boys against one girl. What can I say? Okay. So here's the other thing I wanted to start off the show with. I wanted to applaud and share with you the work of first responders who took part in a daring rescue. I put the video up on our social media channels because I wanted you to see how these two guys jumped into freezing water to save a dog that was stranded in a South Jersey river. I mean, it was, it took them, it was like baby steps the way they were moving because the water was so cold and they had so much ice. The dog was trapped after falling through the ice on the Cooper River in Collingswood last Monday. Hmm. So if you're in the colder part of the countries, I want to give you some advice. Please, I want to remind you to keep your dog on a leash, even if you're walking near any body of water, especially in this cold weather freeze. Absolutely important advice. Right, because not only will you be endangering your dog, you could be endangering these first responders. Absolutely. Okay, you, I know you have something good. I do, I do. You know, a puppy, and this happens too much these days, was slated to be euthanized, is getting a second chance at life after the drugs he was given didn't take. Can you believe that? Okay, so Rudolph, estimated to be about eight months old, was chosen to be put down because of overcrowding at an animal shelter in Oklahoma. When the veterinarian returned after injecting the euthanasia drugs, the puppy was still awake. As a result, the King's Harvest Pet Rescue No-Kill Shelter took in the pup. I know. That was pretty cool. That's a lot of mouthful, that right there. Jacob Homer drove 
two and a half hours to the Davenport, Illinois shelter to see Rudolph. Homer helps to place dogs for veterans and thinks Rudolph would be a great candidate. I think so, too. It's like a miracle pup. And he even remarked that having a dog is something to wake up and fight for. And especially a lot of these vets, they're struggling and find a reason to get up every day. Best of luck to Randy and his new career. Well, that's Rudy, <laughs> not Randy. That's right, Rudy. Rudolph, Rudy, and his new career as a service dog for some of these vets suffering from PTSD. Uh, it's like that beagle Danny from Pennsylvania who survived. Yes. And then he lived, and there's a foundation for him. It's a miracle, really. Well, but let's got- move on to a different topic, okay? Sure. Mm-hmm. How about you got to love your ring doorbell? It helps keep you safe. In our case, our studio, but it also captures <laughs> some amazing moments. The Ring device captures video due to its motion sensing technology and then sends a notification to the homeowners at Charlotte mobile device. So a Kansas homeowner was notified of movement on their property. And when they checked the video, they realized they captured a funny moment on the surveillance film. Video shows a deer running onto the property and jumping over the family's dog, wandering around the family front porch, and then taking off again. Okay, But it was so quick. I mean, it was like seconds. The deer came out of nowhere. He jumped over the family dog, ran into this narrow little thing, and then jumped back. And then he got the black lab. Uh-huh. Looks excited to see the deer before the deer quickly spurts off. I mean, that was the crazy thing. It like took basically four seconds. And so guess what? Guess what? We shared this on our social media channels. Uh, the video. I know. It's so funny, isn't it? It is cool. It's great. Okay. Well, let's end this segment on a really good note. Good. So Cassie, a mixed breed dog, is She's about five years old. She first came to the Humane Society of Greater Dayton in Dayton, Ohio, in August of 2017 from a high-kill shelter in Kentucky. That's what Brian Welch, the president and CEO, uh, said to Good Morning America. Now, he described her as a really sweet dog who loves people. And her picture, isn't she cute? She's super, super cute. A little beagle mix. Anyway, he said that she's got a great personality. Well, Cassie was adopted out a few times, but it became really clear really quickly that she couldn't be in a home with cats or children or small children Hmm. where the spotlight wasn't just on her. So after being in the shelter for so long and really being great with people, the staff loved her. They decided to put her in a local training program that they partnered with, which really changed her luck. Now, based on the training program and how good she progressed... She got a very unique opportunity. Hmm. She got to appear in a local dealership commercial for the Jeff Schmidt Auto Group to raise money for the local Humane Society. That opportunity sealed her fate. It seems that Jessica Hendrickson of West Carrollton, Ohio, happened to see the commercial all while she was looking at the dog on the website. She was like, oh my God, double take, okay? Hmm. So Jessica took it as fate And she came and saw the dog and fell in love instantaneously. And on her 522nd day, 
Cassie walked out of the shelter to her forever home with hugs and tears from all of the shelter workers. Oh, I imagine. Isn't that, that what a, a great, what a great story? story? Oh, I'm so happy. And I actually posted the commercial. It took me a while to find it, but I posted the commercial of the Jeff Schmidt Auto Group, and I want to give them high snaps, high praise. But we're going to take a commercial break and come back with our first guest. When we return, we're going to be talking about the Houston couple whose dog was struck by a car when they were out with the WAG app, Pet Sitter. Join us and learn how to hire a professional pet sitter. This segment is not to be missed. You are listening to The Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. We love to communicate with you via social media. Use The Pet Buzz social media channels on Twitter and Facebook to make a comment or ask a question. Post a picture of your pet on Instagram and tell us about his or her unique personality. You can also write to us at team at thepetbuzz.com. For more information about our show, our guests, and our buzzworthy freebies, visit us at thepetbuzz.com. There are thousands of dogs and cats housed in shelters that need your help. Local shelter professionals and volunteers give their heart and soul to help unwanted animals and deserve your support. Americans give millions every year to national animal organizations. But unless you give to your local shelter, you can't be sure that money will make it to the pets that need it most. Adopt, volunteer, and give to your local animal shelter. To find your local shelter, go to humaneforpets.org. Thank you for joining us on the Pet Buzz this morning. This show is hosted by the Dynamic Pet Duo. I'm pet trendologist Charlotte Reed. And I'm veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. We enjoy being with you each week talking pets. Now, I don't know about you, but I recently read a story involving WAG. That's the app that actress Olivia Mum Mm is uh, one of the investors, and yes. she's also given the title a creative strategist. Well, according to the news story, a couple says their dog died while with a walker from the popular app company. Additionally, this couple from Houston, Texas, claimed the company tried to cover it up. So we thought today that we'd have joining us Yvette Gonzalez, the past president of the National Association of Professional Pet Sitters, and owner of As You Wish Pet Sitters. Mm-hmm. So, Yvette, good morning, and thank you for joining us on the Pet Buzz. Good morning. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure. Well, you know, it's such an interesting story, what's been circulating, and it seems like every hour there's a new version of it. Well, Yvette, based on this story, and just so you know, audience, we have posted the story on our social media pages. Yvette, why is it so important to vet your pet sitter personally? Wow, you know, you're you're trusting your pet sitter with basically your most important items, which are, you know, your pet, obviously a family member, and your home. So why would you invite a stranger into your home, um, you know, without meeting them, without trusting your instincts with these people? I mean, you have to be comfortable that these people are who they say they are with the qualifications that they say they are and you know to to 
take care of your animals and your home properly. So it, it's extremely important. I think that's a good point she's making. Yeah, you know, you should interview them the same way you should interview for a veterinarian, a medical person to take well, care actually, of Well, actually, maybe a babysitter. Or a babysitter, I mean, a babysitter. Yeah. And the one thing I found interesting about this story is that the people really thought there was something strange about the person who came. They asked her about, like, the name and the app and her name. She didn't answer. And they just didn't feel comfortable. So that's, you want to always make sure you feel comfortable. And Yvette, we know that there's a lot of technological advances uh, like apps that make life so much more convenient. And that also includes where you can find pet sitters. But where else can they find a pet sitter? Well, you know, certainly um, National Association of Professional Pet Sitters. Um, you know, we're a pet sitting organization and we have a great pet sitter locator. We have a wonderful reference page for our pet parents. And, you know, certainly that's a, a trusted place to, to find a pet sitter. You know, veterinary offices are wonderful at giving out referrals and, you know, trusted friends and neighbors. Um, you know, certainly those are, are definitely places that I would, would uh, find somebody. You know, just as you maybe find, like you say, a, a veterinarian or a doctor, you would, you would ask your friends and uh, try and find somebody that would be compatible with, with your needs. So definitely, um, you know, enlist those those places. And to, that's to a great a point that you made. Compatible with your needs. If that means cooking scrambled eggs for your pet as a morning breakfast, that sitter should be willing to do that. Correct, Yvette? Absolutely, absolutely. We want to we want to step in for the pet parents while they're gone, and, and that's really what we need to do. Well, if you've just joined us, we're talking with Yvette Gonzalez of the National Association of Professional Pet Sitters. She used to be the past president about the importance of hiring a professional pet sitter. The dog sitter in this news drama did not sound professional. How can you tell us, what tips can you give us for recognizing a pro like yourself? Well, I'd, I'd ask a lot of questions, quite honestly. You know, is the professional bonded and insured? Um, you know, do they do this for a living or is this just a hobby for them? Are they certified maybe with pet first aid or, you know, did they used to be a, possibly a veterinary technician or work in a vet's office? Um, you know, a NAP certification of uh, professional pet sitting, you know, something that, that would give them other um, educational opportunities, um, you know, and obviously I would ask them to provide references. I mean, you definitely want to make sure that these people check out to, you know, who they say they are. Um, and they should be willing to do a meet and greet. You know, that way you're not allowing a stranger into your home, you know, sight unseen and, and um, you know, you've got to go with your gut. Again, I, I think the, the couple in the story didn't feel comfortable from the get-go, um, so why would you continue on? You've, you've got to have that level of comfort. Boy, all good suggestions. So we got to the meet and greet. You've, you're interviewing. What should we be thinking about? What kind of questions do you want to deal with personally? Well, I would honestly suggest that, that they go to the pet parents uh, section on the petsitters.org um, website. There's a myriad of questions there uh, listed for uh, the pet parents to use. Um, you know, they definitely want to find out again, you know, are, do they do this professionally? Um, you know, is the, the company reputable? 
on a personal basis, you know, are they are they getting a good vibe from the pet sitter themselves? You know, is there good interaction between the pet, the sitter, and the pet parents? You know what you know, I always notice, Yvette? Is yes. the person clean? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Now, do, do they respect your home? I mean, I right. have people take off their shoes before they walk into a client's home. And you want to you know, know what a good important. test is? You know what a good test is? If you ask the person if it, they come and meet you in the evening, do you want a beer or alcohol? A glass of wine? Ah, that's, that's good. That's you know, good. and if they yeah. turn it down, then that's perfect because I don't want them to think we're loosey-goosey. Well, we've got to wrap this up because we are spending so much time with you and I'm so glad that you were able to join us. But I have one last question for you because this is really kind of the crux of what happened. Why is it important when you meet that person, that pet sitter who's coming to your house to interview, why is it important for them to review emergency procedures with you? Oh, it's it's critical. It's critical. You know, the emergency procedures would be what would happen in case that pet sitter was unable to get to your home. Did they have a backup plan? Um, and then, you know, again, emergency procedures in the sense of if something happens to your pet, uh, or your home, quite honestly. But, you know, can they, are they able to take the pet to the, the veterinarian? What's the closest vet clinic that's open 24 hours a day? So all of those things are critical to have, um, you know, all of that in place with that pet sitter and that, that client. I mean, and one last thing, because this is always happens. What happens when the couple doesn't get home or the individual person you hired didn't get home. That's always another, because you know people never think about that. They just assume the pet sitter's not coming. Uh, like you said, you would want your dog to go to your vet, but that's the last thing that you should be thinking of. Well, before you leave us, give us the NAPS website one more time. Sure, it's petsitters.org. That's great. simple enough. Yvette, thanks for joining us, that was great. Well, what important information, right, Dr. Fleck? Yes. And hopefully that helps everyone. Once again, want to remind you that you can find that article about the WAG at PetSitter right on our social media pages. So read it, see what happens, go to the NAPS website and get some great information. Stay tuned. We're going to be back with some more informative pet buzz for you. Warmer temperatures mean more time outside. You have sunscreen for yourself, but what about Fido? According to the American Animal Hospital Association and the American College of Veterinary Dermatology, pets need sunscreen too. Use EpiPet Sun Protector, the only FDA-approved pet sunscreen on short-haired, light-colored, hairless, golden retrievers, and other dogs susceptible to skin cancer. Contained in a sports bottle, EpiPet allows you to turn the bottle upside down, making it easier to spray your dog all over to protect your dog from the sun all day and every day. Visit epi-pet.com. So I'm a cat, and I just moved in with this new human, and she's got this little toy she's always playing with, all day long. Tap, 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 bloop, bloop. She can't put it down. There it is. Oh, and get this. She even talks to it. Last week, she asked it for Chinese, and guess what? Egg rolls showed up, like magic. Humans have cool toys. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the shelterpetproject.org.
Welcome back. You're listening to the Pet Buzz, the best in pet talk radio. I'm petrondologist Charlotte Reed. And I'm veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. You know, poop isn't the most pleasant topic, <laughs> but healthy dog poop is often an indication of a healthy canine. Keeping an eye on the characteristics of your dog's poop, I know that sounds so weird, mm. can be a good way to track any health problems he or she might be experiencing. Let's talk about identifying healthy versus abnormal poop that could be a sign of an underlying health problem with our next guest. So joining us today is Dr. Jan Sokodalski, a veterinarian and associate professor and associate director of the GI, the gastrointestinal lab at Texas A&M College of Veterinary Medicine and Biomedical Sciences. Wow, that's quite a title. So, Dr. Sokodalski, welcome to the Pet Buzz this morning. Thank you. We really do appreciate you here helping us uh, discuss about poop problems. So I guess it's kind of the scoop on the poop. It's a scoop on the poop. Okay. So let me start out with the first question. As a practitioner, pet owners sometimes are really reluctant to collect stool samples when it's time for their yearly examinations. So if you could, could you please share with our pet owner listening audience why yearly stool evaluation is important? Well, we know that intestinal disease so any kind of form of the GI tract disease is quite a frequent. So roughly 10% of all the visits to a veterinarian are due to GI disease. An abnormal stool is one of the most frequent signs of intestinal disease and also often the first one that can be observed. So really testing the stool for infectious agents, especially parasites, on an annual basis is very useful to prevention of disease. Oh, interesting. So I want to know just a basic question because I have a bunch of dogs and when I walk them. So can you tell me what a healthy dog poop should look like and when is it best to observe it? A dog poop can quite vary in color and also consistency, but typically it is formed. It shouldn't be too loose, but it should also not be too hard. It can be actually very useful to use a fecal squat chart that has been designed for dog and cat poop. Some major pet food companies have created one, and this can be found online, or also you can ask a veterinarian. So co comparing the dog's stool to the fecal squat chart can be very useful when you walk your dog on a daily basis and see if there are changes in your dog's stool over time. Oh, so in other words, I should just bring my cell phone and then take a picture of it, and then compare to what's that online. Hey, that would be a great idea. Mm -hmm. I think that's great. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, you know, don't let, I mean, I know people are going to be weird about walking their dog. And taking pictures of poop. And taking pictures of poop, but, you know, and then I guess the best time is when it's fresh, right? Not like fresh. left out in the yard. Okay. Absolutely fresh, yes. Okay. Well, let's talk a little bit about the stool content. What if I see something that looks like pieces of rice or even a small piece of a toy? What should I do? Well, if you see some pieces that look like rice or even pieces that look like worms, that is really suggestive of having parasites. So the best thing to do is to collect the stool sample and take it to the veterinarian as soon as possible so he can test for parasites. And this testing will tell your veterinarian what treatment options would be best. And if you see small pieces of toys, this would suggest that your dog swallowed some foreign bodies. And those potentially over time could lead to a blockage of the intestines and could really cause serious complications. 
again, I would collect the stool sample, take it to a veterinarian as soon as possible, and discuss all the options what the veterinarian can test for to prevent those complications. Yeah, I mean, I would think if you saw like either pieces of plastic or something, you might even have to really think about it because I know people always get frightened and start thinking about the vet bill. But I mean, like you said, there could be a blockage and there might be to start with an x-ray in your future, your immediate future <laughs> if you go to the vet. Okay, so my next question is about coating. So what if there's a coating of mucus on the stool? What is that indicative of? Well, typically, you would not see any mucus in the poop. Okay. But if you see, if you see a large amount of mucus or it's visible, this may, may be an early marker of inflammation of the intestine. Now, if this occurs frequently, and especially if your dog also shows some other signs of discomfort, I suggest, again, to consult a veterinarian. Okay, well, if you've just joined us, we are talking with Dr. Jan Sudolski from the Texas A&M College of Veterinary Medicine and Biomedical Sciences, that's a mouthful, about identifying healthy versus abnormal poop. So let's talk about color. What's the best color for poop? Poop can actually have quite different shades, but it's mostly brown, really okay. light brown to dark brown. That depends to some degree on the diet. There's mm -hmm. definitely some daily variation. But I think what we should be really mostly wary about if your stool becomes red, because that will indicate there's some blood. If it's really fresh red, the blood is fresh. But even if your poop is, the dog's poop is black, well, that would suggest there's some bleeding that occurs in the upper GI tract, mm -hmm. upper intestines. And when it passes through the GI tract, it gets, up, it gets digested. So again, both situations, red or black, poop would indicate some GI bleeding. And this is a very serious condition and I definitely would consult a veterinarian as soon as possible to find out the reason for this bleeding. Now I read that there's a problem if you see yellow stool. Now I've never seen yellow stool, but what is that indicative of? Well, yellow stool is sometimes if it's more like a malabsorption, so the dog cannot digest the food really well. Mm -hmm. It's kind of rare. It also would be a sign, not just the color, usually the dog would also have more loose stools, more frequent stools. So yellow stool would often come together with other complications. So that's again a sign that there's some abnormality in the GI tract and the veterinarian should be consulted for that. But if you have a red stool, often it might be only red and the stool might not be abnormal and the owner might not be aware that there might be some GI conditions up out there. So I think the color red is always a very immediate sign of immediate action. So what if the stool consistency is watery for a few days? Well, if the stool is watery, that would suggest that your dog has diarrhea. And again, I think it's very important to know that if it occurs from time to time, it can be completely normal. No, no dog stool will be completely formed on a daily basis. But if it occurs several times a day or for several days in a row, it definitely is a condition that we call diarrhea and it doesn't stop on time, again, the veterinarian would know the best treatment approach. And there's a variety of causes for abnormal stool. If this is an, an onset that usually only lasts for a few days and the treatment leads to improvement in the watery stool, then I think there should be no real more complications. But if a stool sometimes can be watery for several weeks, that would be the sign of a more chronic disease process. And a, a more close-up workup by the veterinarian is needed to identify the cause this watery stool on a daily basis. So I have one last question because I think this is really important since we have to take our pets to the vet anyway, especially since we've talked about all of these variable factors. 
What's the best way to collect a stool sample? And how much? Oh, that's good. I think, I think the easiest is very much when you walk your dog, take one of those poop baggies that you usually have with you mm-hmm. when you dispose your, your dog's poop. Just put it in this bag, tie the loose ends, ideally maybe write the date on it so we don't forget it, and that would be the best and easiest way to bring the stool to your veterinarian. Okay, but what if I, I can't get an appointment right away? Should I put it in a container and, and stick it in the refrigerator? Yes. So put it in a refrigerator. <laughs> put a container in a refrigerator and ideally don't freeze it because when we freeze, some of the agents we're testing for can actually die. So refrigeration is the best. Okay. That's going to be really a difficult thing for, I think, a pet owner to do. But if you're going to help your pet get better and help your vet diagnose what's wrong with them, it's got to be a must-have. And we as veterinarians always tell them to put it in the fridge. (laughs) Well, Dr. Sukodowski, thank you so much for joining us today. We hope you will come back soon and talk to us about cat poop. Yeah, that would be great. So can you give us a, a website where we can learn more? Yes, the webpage from our laboratory is, you can go on information, vetsmet.tamu.edu slash GI lab. Great. And we'll make sure we put that up so people can look at the GI lab at Texas A&M Veterinary School. Well, anyway, that was Dr. Jan Sudodalski, Associate Professor and Associate Director of the GI lab at Texas A&M College of Veterinary Medicine and Biomedical Sciences, giving us the scoop on the poop. So when you come back, we're going to answer your New Year's questions and help you stick to your resolutions. Oh, half of my heart's got a grip on the situation. Half of my heart takes time. Half of my heart's got a you are listening to The Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. We would love to communicate with you via social media. Use The Pet Buzz social media channels on Twitter and Facebook to make a comment or ask a question. Post a picture of your pet on Instagram and tell us about his or her unique personality. You can also write to us at team at thepetbuzz.com. For more information about our show, our guests, and buzzworthy freebies, visit us at thepetbuzz.com. Does your pet have dry, flaky, and itchy skin? Do you find yourself visiting the veterinarian repeatedly because Fido or Fluffy has skin allergies or ear infections? EpiPet to the rescue. Developed by a veterinarian, EpiPet is a revolutionary, high-performance skin and ear care product line made with the finest natural ingredients. EpiPet, for you and your pet, means better pet health. For more information, visit epi-pet.com. Oh, half of my heart's got a grip on the situation. Half of my heart takes time. I'm petrondologist Charlotte Reed. And I'm veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. Here at the Pet Buzz, we're urban, suburban, and country. Well, did you know the most common aspirations for this coming year in the U.S. are to get more exercise, to eat healthier, to save money, and to reduce stress? That just seems like everybody's life every day, right? Every year. Okay. So many of y'all wanted to get our help with how to fulfill these resolutions, so... Dr. Fleck and I wanted to give you some guidance. 
guidance. Guidance. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay, mm-hmm. so Jenny from Wisconsin wants to know what other ways she can give her dog exercise. Well, Jenny, other than walking, running, and swimming, I recommend an active use of your pet's toys. So play with your pet. Play is great exercise. So for an example, an interactive game of fetch can encourage healthy movement and cardiovascular endurance for pets and pet owners. So check out Chuck It. Chuck It offers a broad range of products for fetch play, including a variety of aeronomic launchers that feature the brand's signature, I love this, slobber-free pickup and colorful (laughs) objects designed for durable play. So this year, the brand introduces new toys to make fetch happen. That's the slogan. Don't you love that? Make fetch happen. I do. With the Chuck It Ring Chaser and the Chuck It Fetch Flight. Okay, so the Chuck It Ring Chaser is the ultimate chase and fetch toy featuring the Ultra Ring. See, check it out. It's like playing lacrosse, actually, right? Like, Mm. Okay, so with unique top spin infused action, it satisfies a dog's natural chase instinct as it bounces erratically, zigzags and zags and hops on the ground for engaging action. And just like the original, it features a long ergonomic handle with an easy pickup head for slobber free play. I hate when you have the tennis ball, it's all full of Hannah's spit. Now, this is about $16.99, the Chuck It Fetch Flight. Now, this is a flexible flyer dog toy with a unique, easy grip design that makes it easier for you to pick it up for you and your dog, while the rubber pyramid structure provides a softer grip on your dog's mouth. Now, this is really key because a lot of the smaller dogs have trouble picking up some of the heavier and just depending on the shape, but the pyramid makes it easier for the dog. And the inner durable sail flexes with each flight allow for better loft play. Both toys are easy to clean. They're long lasting. The bright colors provide increased visibility to help prevent the fetch flight from getting lost. So while the other toy, the Chuck It Ring Tracer was about $16.99, this is about $11.95. And of course, I posted video of these toys in action. So let's talk healthier diets. Okay. Mark from North Carolina has a difficult time feeding his dog. He will try a new food and his dog will end up having an allergic reaction. That's too bad. Mark believes that his dog, Bella, is allergic to a multitude of dog food ingredients. Makes sense. Mark, one way to find out is the Petrick's Health and Nutrition app, a patent-pending food recommendation engine compiled and validated by pet health experts that identifies the best foods and treats for each unique pet based on breeds, specific health risks, age, weight, activity level, and health conditions, like sensitivities to certain ingredients. Okay. And it incorporates options to purchase with the five strands affordable Petrix testing that checks your pet's intolerance against over 1,500 food ingredients. Mm -hmm. That's a lot. Yeah. Then delivers results through your app while automatically updating your food preferences to exclude any adverse ingredients that may affect your dog's pet's health. So access food and treat alerts, add important medical documents, get reminders for vet appointments, or when to administer their medications. Also, so many of us feed our dogs treats, particularly dental treats, those are important, with massive product recalls and pet products being pulled from retail shelves weekly, 
pet parents are more health conscious than ever and are seeking out dog and cat food and treats that are not only made in the U.S. of A., but are also made with U.S. of A. sourced ingredients. So important. Loving Pets manufactures treats like natural value for dogs that combine 100% pure meats, fruits, and vegetables from American farms. And they're good treats. And they're great treats. That's what we give our dogs. Yes. Additionally, these treats can contain no soy, no wheat, no gluten, no additives, and no preservatives. That's what American pet parents want. Moreover, with 50% of American dogs considered obese, these treats are low-calorie and low-fat. And that's really important. Okay, so let's talk about saving money. So John from Indiana sent us a tweet, and that's what he wanted to talk about. So, John, here's what I'm going to suggest. You know, to save money, there's coupons, there's buying in bulk, and sales are one way to save money. But reducing pet care costs is always welcome, especially since pets can be really expensive. And we know that you have fish. So for example, one of the best things to do is to keep your aquarium clean and healthy for your fish to live in. There's Acurel fish kits. And the reason I'm telling you this is because some products are just worth it. Okay. So these amazing products work in unison, the whole Acurel fish kit content to quickly clean aquarium water, making it cleaner and healthier, as well as keeping your aquarium and looking at its best. The kit is valued at $19.99 for all the products. And that's all five products. See, you guys, that's a lot. It's like 20 bucks. You get all this, right? Mm -hmm. And it's everything you need. Water conditioner, water clarifier, uh, color enhancer, and a vitamin booster. So I think it's always a good idea when you're thinking about spending money on products and you're not sure, because let's face it, we know at these pet stores, the staff changes all the time. Read product reviews, just whip out your cell phone, read some product reviews to help you determine the best products and then look for the substantial discount. So if you're getting five products for $19.99 and you know you only need a drop, then that's a good deal. Okay, the last one, and this is about the topic of reducing stress. So Hallie from Alabama, and all of you know Hallie's our assistant. She always loves to like send us questions for the show. She has a lot of cat problems, and she's always looking to reduce feline stress. Well, I just want to let her know that common causes of cat stress involve loud noises, cat conflict, visiting the vet, moving, traveling, visitors, and or getting a new cat. So research shows that CBD can temporarily increase serotonin levels in the brain and thereby reduce the symptoms of stress, depression, and anxiety. So Veritas Farms, known for its farm-to-table full-spectrum hemp oil, has unique extraction process in which it extracts more cannabinoids, 137 to be exact, than other brands, helping reduce stress for pets too. So cats love their flavored tuna hemp oil. There's no harmful pesticides or fertilizers and it only costs $19.99. So $19.99 for this little bottle right here with the dropper. Tastes like tuna. My cat Hayden loves it when he's a little crazy when it's raining or something's going on. We have workmen in the house. So anyway, we hope this information helps you for exercise, healthier diets, saving money, and reducing stress. Sounds good to me. I think so. So keep sending us your questions. We love helping you take care of your pets. Now, next up, I don't know if you know this, but January is Get Organized Month. We're going to learn from a pro how to get our pets and all of their stuff 
organized. When your doctor recommended omega fatty acids as a daily supplement, he told you that they promoted better heart, brain, skin, joint, and immune system health. Well, doesn't it make sense for your pet to have the same health benefits? EpiPet Whole Fish Treat, an all-natural smoked fish supplement, is 100% bioavailable, bringing your pets the nutrients they need to keep them healthy and happy. To order better pet health for your dog or cat, visit www.epi-pet.com. Welcome back to The Dog Show. Up next, we have Satchmo. Satchmo is a member of the Shelter Pet Group. That's right, a group known especially for their couch-snuggling, ball-chasing, face-licking, and, of course, companionship. Now, let's see him in action. Look how he makes eye contact with his person. That's actually known as the treat stare. How intuitive, and now he appears to be excitedly turning in circles. Ah, the happy dance will come in with this group. But really, the best way to know an amazing shelter pet like Satchmo is to meet one. Visit theshelterpetproject.org today. Adopt. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. The Dynamic Pet Duo is back at you. I'm petrinologist Charlotte Reed. And I'm veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. We're going to give you some buzz to get you and your pets through the week. You know, these days, pets are like kids. I don't know about you guys, but I have found that with so many pets, I have their stuff, their pet clothing, their toys, their grooming supplies and photos all over the house. Yes. I need help. Yes. Since January is get organization month so we brought in a professional to help joining us today is certified professional organizer sharon lohenheim sharon is a member of the national association of productivity and organizing professionals wow napo and she's also better known as the organizing goddess don't you love that organizing goddess and that happens to also to be the name of her company which is kind of cool Sharon, thank you for joining us this morning on the Pet Buzz. Thank you. I'm very happy to be here. Okay. So why do we need to organize our pet stuff? And what is one rule we need to follow about organizing? He really means me, Sharon. What is the one rule (laughs) that I need? Yes. (laughs) We need to organize our pet stuff for the same reasons that we need to organize everything we own. So that we can find them again when we need them. And also, so we don't end up buying things we already have because we can't find them and think we've run out. So true. So true. But that doesn't apply to me because I don't buy doubles. Okay. Ah, So let's start with the walk. So after a walk, leashes have a tendency to end up anywhere we put them. What do you suggest for organizing leashes? One of my five basic organizing principles is to store things where you use them. So because you use the leash going in and out of the house, you should be storing your leashes near the door. Uh, If you have a hook inside your hall closet, then that's a great place for leashes. If not, then I recommend that you put up a hook, and my favorite brand is Command Hooks. That's a brand made by 3M. Mm -hmm. Uh, Command Hooks attach securely, but it won't damage the wall when you're ready to remove the hook. So even if you don't have a hall closet, you could still put a hook in right near your front door so that you can always have your leashes right there when you're going in and out of the house. No, that's what I did in New York, but we can also put up like a little fancy leash holder right by the back door. Sure. I think that would be a great idea. Or we can get the Command 3M hooks like Sharon's suggestion. Also keep products that pets need to 
apply to themselves when coming in from outside. Leave that by mm-hmm. the door. Like a towel. That's a that's like a towel hey, or spray you're, you're or learning. Things. Yeah, you got something your for flex the feet. Learning. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've been taught. Hmm. Uh-huh. Okay. Toys with dogs. They seem to have them all over the house, don't they? What about it? Keeping with the principle to store things where you use them, you should have a central place where you keep your dog toys, and it should be in the room where your dog usually plays with the toys. Uh, If your dog's allowed to access the toys without human intervention, then I recommend you get an open bin that fits all the toys. We have that. My dog tends to guard his toys a little too overzealously. It kind Mm. of changes his personality. He gets a little growly. Mm. So we don't let him have access all the time to his toys. So we keep them on a shelf out of his reach, but still, they're all together, so we always know exactly where to find them. Um, I saw a video on Facebook of a dog that would put away his own toys when given the signal to clean up. It it was fantastic, but most dogs, mine included, can't do that trick. So as a human, it's your responsibility to pick up all the dog toys and return them to their home at specified intervals, say once a day or once a week, depending on your own level of comfort uh, for disorder. So once you've purchased this bin or box for your dog toys, I recommend that you don't let the toys exceed that box. Uh, Let the box determine how many toys your dog has. So as your dog gets new toys, look through for the ones that are chewed up the most and get rid of them. And this prevents the toys from taking over the house. You know, it's actually interesting that a lot of this is based on human behavior and pet behavior because we do have a box. The dogs, we have a bunch of dogs. So they can go open and freely take toys. And no one, I would say, is really possessive, but we don't have any growling about toys. Okay, so that's kind of good. Well, if you've just joined us, we're talking with the organizing goddess, Sharon Lowenheim, about ways to organize all of your pet stuff because January is Get Organized Month. Now, what about pet clothes? Now, if I was living in New York, I would have to deal with snowsuits and parkas and raincoats and sweaters. But here in Florida, it's just like a light raincoat a t-shirt, and then, of course, all of my Halloween costumes, Mm. all 350 of them. Mm. I'm very envious that you don't have to deal with all the snowsuits in the park. (laughs) Not anymore. (laughs) Yeah, because we've had pretty extreme weather here in New York this week, and my dog had to wear a parker earlier in the week, and then today he had to wear a raincoat. So, uh, But like leashes, pet outerwear should go near the door. Uh, Again, store things where you use them. You can hang them on a hook. If you have a space near your back door where you're hanging leashes, you can hang them on a hook. Uh, If it's a a smaller space or an apartment and you don't have a back door, maybe you have a shelf in your hall closet uh, that you can put a bin, not a dinner, (laughs) but a bin on a shelf to hold the dog coats. Uh, If there's a coat that the dog's wearing practically every day, like a parka during a cold snap or a very rainy season, then just keep it on the same hook with the leash. As for costumes, I suggest that you keep them in the same place where you keep your human costumes because chances are you're dressing up your dog when you're dressing up too. So it just depends on the holiday. Uh Lastly, what about grooming? Um, Grooming. So, um, again, store things where you use them. I brush my dog while we're sitting on the sofa watching television. So I keep the brush in a bowl behind the sofa. And if I look down at him and he's looking particularly unruly, I just pull it out and start brushing, which he loves. Um, so, but other grooming tools are kept in the bathroom since that's where I use them. Okay. Perfect. Yeah, perfect. and then I think a good idea, because I'm learning from Sharon, is to put all of the dog grooming products together, all of the EpiPet mm-hmm. products together. We can put them in a caddy yeah. and store them under the sink. Yeah. And that way they're yeah. all together. 
like except, the various. Except for those that need to be by the door to the outside that have to be right, used right. when the pet comes in from outside. Well, that was great, Sharon. Thank you so much for joining us today. But before you leave, can you give us your website so we Absolutely. can learn how to get in contact yes, with you? Yes, and organize. Sure, it's it's organizinggoddess.com. Wow. That was easy enough. That was great. It was one of the best interviews <laughs> that we was had. Fun. I learned lots of stuff. Now, will you apply it? What about you? Of course I will. Of course you will. We'll see. Well, that was the organizing goddess, Sharon Lowenheim. And she was talking about organizing all of your pet stuff. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Before he was a major league pitcher, threw a no-hitter, and then a perfect game. Before he made history, Mark Burley was just a kid, cut from his high school team twice. Before Bear taught himself to predict seizures and inspired thousands by saving his owner's life. Before he became a hero, he was just another dog in a Texas animal shelter. There's hidden potential in all of us. We just need someone to see it. Find it at adoptapet.com. back and you're listening to the Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. You know, where does the time... Where does it go? Where does it go? I don't know. Well, before we go, we need to preview next week's show. So we're going to talk about February is Pet Dental Health Month because that's very important. Yes. Groundhog's Day is right around the corner. <laughs> And then I'll be going up to New York and we're going to talk about the AKC Meet the Breeds held directly before the Westminster Kennel Club Dog Show. And then, of course, we can't forget to thank our guests. Our guests, Yvette Gonzalez, Dr. Jan Sokoldalski, and Sharon Lohenheim. And as always, we want to thank our sponsors, the Animal Medical Center of Bradenton and EpiPet, making better skin, coat, and ear care products for healthier pets everywhere. So if you have a question... We want you to write us at team at thepetbuzz.com because we'll cover it on next week's show. So just so you know, you can follow along on our social media channels as the show airs. We post our thoughts, notes, and pictures so you can have a thoroughly enjoyable experience as you listen to our show. Yeah, that's one of the best yeah. features of our show. And if you've missed any portion of the show, visit our social media channels and listen to the linked podcast on Monday morning. Most importantly, remember, we're here each week. To help you take better care of your pets. Peace out and pet love. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Pet Buzz. The Pet Buzz is hosted by the dynamic pet duo, pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and Dr. Michael Fleck. Tune in each week for the latest 411 on everything pet related. Visit our website at www.thepetbuzz.com. Learn more about us, the show, and our guests. The views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the guests and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the hosts and creators of this program.